0: I do- oh i need one more tab okay hello everybody i'm back stateside just enjoying my little vacation so and in the flesh it's your boy slick d as your favorite fighter's favorite meme lord um here in the mma attic on mma attic on mma island uh Bringing you the solo session. Uh, it's not called the solo session anymore, but still, you know, intense. That's 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 what it is. Uh, it is the solo session of Slick Diaz, but it is now called the scrapbook. Have like a cool effect that pops up the scrapbook. But yeah, so this is the scrapbook. This is the new uh, one-man show on MMA Attic that I will be. Ideally, I'd like to release these on Sundays, but uh, for now, it is. I think it's tuesday not even sure but uh yeah welcome welcome to the scrapbook i'm happy you've joined me so this show i, I don't know how long it's gonna be but ideally what uh, what this shows for is i'll give you uh you know kind of a news flash of what's happened in the in the last week of mma news uh, this last week was a really big news week which is why i figured i don't really cover news as much as like or at all in any of the podcasts so i figure I start, you know, telling you what, uh, you know, what big themes happened this week, like if there was a retirement, a spoiler alert, um, or an official retirement, um, as well as, you know, what fights that were booked this week, what fights are canceled. Uh, so those, those little sections would be called scrap, scraps booked and scraps bonked. Uh, I know y'all like that one. Uh, bonk uh stick what is it stick you're mad uh you're mad casual for somebody within bonk distance bro um so yeah i'll go go through like the the big news items then uh go through what fights were booked what fights were canceled uh we'll get into you know a quick preview of last week's card uh well maybe i'll do that one first i'm not sure um and then based on last week's card, we will move into scrapbooking, which is where Slick Diaz, you know, plays a day in the life of Sean Shelby every week and tries to, um, you know, figure out what's best for the state like, considering the current state of the division for uh, the winners and losers of all uh, the cards on the main event or main card, the all the fighters on the main card. I can't English, even though that was like one of my best subjects, tells you something, but, uh yeah so we'll we'll do some scrap booking and then i guess at the end we will do we will round it out with the community questions from both instagram and twitter uh from the slick Diaz army so yeah i guess let's begin as far as a uh, you know news flash is concerned i maybe I'll, I'll slow it down um so i guess the biggest news for this week well depends on who you ask is that khabib Magomedov is officially retired, according to Dana White. Dana has raised the white flag on on trying to convince Habib to uh, you know come back right now. As far as um, him retiring after his bout with Justin Gaethje, where he submitted him, I I've got a lot of thoughts on that. But um, you know, all, all the best for Khabib and hopefully you know he finds. You know, it sounds—it sounds like he's found purpose in what he's got going on next, as far as being a coach, and that's—that's that's something that's really awesome. So I know we're bummed, but uh, you know, maybe one day we'll see him come back for 30 and 0. But that day's not soon. That day's not now. And if he's done forever, he's done forever. And it was a—it was an awesome career. So one of the one of the greats, for real. So salut, Habib, and um, yeah, happy travels, man. I'm excited to see you coach Luke Rockhold. Even though I'm not a Rockhold fan, I might be if he's coached by you. So, um, yeah, because Habib's, Habib's watching my podcast, right? Hi, Habib. Uh,. In other news, the lightweight title, well, I mean, in the same news, uh, light- the lightweight title was vacated. So we'll get into the lightweight picture in a moment. Uh, but yeah, with Habib officially being retired, deemed retired by the president of the UFC, the title is now vacated after so many months of um, him just sitting on it. You know, not, I mean, he retired, but UFC was like, we mm, are not retired. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, UFC 260 this week loses a title fight in Alexander Volkanovski and Brian Ortega. It's a huge bummer, um, but yeah, that card loses a title fight. As far as you know, fights booked for this week, uh, or uh, you know, fights that were booked this week and in the news, and scraps booked. Uh, We've got Evluev versus Duodu for UFC 263, a really interesting stylistic matchup. Evluev, super talented prospect. Duodu, as real as it gets in the octagon, that kid is mean, and he means it. Um, Usman versus Masvidal 2, the rematch is set for UFC 261. In the last, you know, in the last, in the span of time since they fought, Kamaru Usman went on to defend his belt versus his former teammate, Gilbert Burns, and had one of the performances of the year so far in early 2021, whereas Gamebred is kind of sitting on the sidelines, and a lot of people are upset by him getting a title shot, but not me. Gamebred season 24-7, 365, um, yeah, one of, the, one of the many paths in this life I choose to walk is the path of Gamebred, so um, I will be picking him. I you know, if you know anything about Slick Diaz, that won't shock you. But if you're new to the program, uh get with the program. Yeah, I'll be taking Game Bread, uh the Game Bread Fighter, the one and only, Mal Pacino. Uh, that was my that was my original nickname for him, like in my head, like hey, Mal Pacino, like bad like real bad man Scarface, like but in real life he cage fights because he was doing the whole Scarface thing. Um but then I decided that's probably better suited for an alter ego or an alias on the pod. So now one of my co-hosts is happily and, uh, well, I happily refer to him as the Gamebred Spy. So, yeah. Uh, so game bread Spy, Mal Pacino. That's, I, I kind of lost track of my thought there, but that's what I meant. Um... So yeah, Masvidal uzman too uh, for the gold again without a five week or without a five day notice, six day notice. So should be exciting. Um, I know everyone's gonna be oh it's a foregone conclusion. Well, I mean let's see what happens, right? Uh, Eubanks versus Rosa set for UFC 263 on the same card as Evluev and Dewodu. Alan Patrick versus Mason Jones is booked for June fifth. Mason Jones came on and put on, or came out and put on one of the fights of the year so far in his UFC debut. So you want to go check out his UFC debut? It was a fire fight. It was beautiful. Um, that's set for June 5th. Ricardo uh, Hamos and Bill Algeo set for April 17th, which is kind of a bummer for scrapbooking because all the time I find myself booking someone with Bill Algeo. So for the next couple, or until April 17th, I have to lay off of that. So, um, you know, maybe uh, only a month, you know, a little less than a month. So I can, I can, I'll make do. It's okay, Bill, go, go fight. We'll, we'll, we'll hold it down over here. Um, Punahele Soriano or Soriano versus Anthony Hernandez is set for June 26th. So Punahele Soriano and Anthony Hernandez are both coming off huge wins. So Punahele was fighting another uh, up and coming, you know, undefeated prospect uh, Dusko Todorovic and he absolutely dusted Dusko. Like it was it was nasty. I'm, I'm a big fan of Punahele Soriano. Uh, was really rooting for him big time in that fight. Even though I like Dusko as a prospect as well. But yeah, he handled business. And then Anthony Hernandez in his last fight earlier this year. One of the submissions of the year. um, He subbed the Black Belt Hunter. The Black Belt Hunter. Adolfo Vieira. He submitted him. Uh, So that was a really big deal. So Hernandez, I'm sure, is feeling really good coming off that win. And it should be a scrap. I will be taking Punahele Soriano, though. Uh, That's my guy. So... That is set for June 26th. C- Cody Garbrandt versus Rob Font is set for May 22nd as the main event. That is either for a title shot or for number one contendership. So that's a really big fight. Uh, both of them coming off of huge finishes as well, just like the the previous fight. Rob Font coming off of finishing Marlon Marias and then Cody Garbrandt back against the wall, shot from the hip, last second uh, knockout of Rafaela Sunsau. Just gorgeous, just gorgeous, um, sorry, I just had a moment there, um, yeah, so that is set for the main event on May 22nd, earlier that month, a fight is booked for the return of Thrillashaw, Killishaw, Dalla Dalla, billishaw TJ Dillishaw. uh, he's coming off of his two-year suspension, basically about as long as the kid's been, like, a real, true, active MMA fan. Uh, Dillashaw's been suspended. I mean, I saw him. I saw him fight live once, and then he got suspended. So, uh, yeah. What are you gonna fucking do, right? Uh, I'm not really a fan of him, so I will be rooting for Corey Sandhagen. But I do believe that it's a very, very good matchup, and it's a it's a great fight because there's a lot of backstory. We'll get into it. But um, yeah, that's set for May 8th. So, uh, you know, a week or two before um, Garbrandt and Font lay, you know, toe the line. So that that lightweight title that was vacated, uh, there is a booked for that. And it's Michael Chandler versus Charles Oliveira, which is kind of caught a lot of people by surprise. A lot of people were expecting it'd be the Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor three. Uh, you know, the trilogy would be for the belt. Honestly, it makes most sense promotion wise. But, uh, you know. I I think that these are two top guys and seeing them fight for the belt should be great. And then we will see what happens after uh, that because I'm excited for the trilogy a little more than Oliveira versus Chandler. I can't lie to you. So, uh, yeah, another fight that was booked on UFC 262 on May 15th was uh, Jack Hermanson versus Edmund Shabazi and both of them coming off of losses. Uh, w- Jack Hermanson lost to Marvin Vittori, the, the stallion. Um, I know he's the Italian dream, but I, and I know the Italian stallion, you can't use it. But Marvin Vittori, the stallion, that's my. Um, that's what I think of him as. Like I, Marvin Vittori makes me feel things. Anyway, uh, yeah, and then Edmund Shabazian got you know absolutely handled by Derek Brunson in his last fight out. So they, you know, I mean, it, it's just, I get this is a really fun fight. It's just kind of intense because both of these guys are really promising in the division. So we'll see. Uh, the last scrap that has been booked as far as I can see that is new news this week is Arian Lipsky versus... Uh, montana de la rosa that's a cool fight that's going to be happening on june 5th uh so yeah those are scraps booked as you know like christmas has passed scraps booked um that didn't make sense to anybody else except me in my head that made sense but never mind so now we'll move on to fights that have been canceled recently uh in this section called scraps bonked it's much quicker but um whitaker versus costa Costa pulled out due to an illness. So um, Whitaker will now be fighting Kelvin Gastelum in, you know, the one one of the fights that got away uh, will now be seeing that fight for presumably. I mean, I don't I don't see how Rob wins that and doesn't get a title shot. But if Kelvin wins that, that, that makes everything really confusing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've got. Last weekend, we had Dante Miles, uh, get pulled off of his fight with Tai Tiavasa and Harry Hunsucker replaced, er, Henry, Henry Hunsucker, Harry Hunsucker, uh-oh, Henry, Harry, Harry Hunsucker, um, Tai Tiavasa had a fun little exchange about that pre-fight, so, uh, you should go, you should go watch his pre-fight interviews, they were very funny, I've got some good clips from them, but, um, Yeah, also last week, Gillespie versus Riddell was canceled last er, last minute, and Avila versus Stolyarenko was canceled last minute. Uh, Julia Stolyarenko, former tough competitor, she fainted and collapsed twice on the scales. It was really, really worrying to see, so hopefully she recovers, she gets healthy, and her and her team figure out how to remedy that error or, um, you know, er remedy that problem. So, yeah. Then... This weekend, like I said, uh, UFC 260 loses a title fight between Alexander Volkanovski and Brian T-City, Ortega. That fight is no longer happening. I don't know if I already said that or not, but uh, yeah, that those scraps have all been bonked. Um, I guess I can give you a little preview of what happened last weekend. We'll just do a quick run-through of the card. I usually take too long on these run-throughs, so I'll try to speed-run it. Uh... Bruno Silva taking out one half of the Bays Bros. J.P. buys. Uh, J.P. buys and his and his wife were both making their UFC debuts together after making splashes on the Contender series. And Bruno Silva said, "Not today. Not in my house." Bruno Silva coming off of uh, fights with really tough dudes like David Dvorak and um, what's that dude's first name? Or I always mix the. F- Hold on. Y'all are like, dude, you're so stupid. It's this guy. And I, Tulan, Ulan, Ulan, Bekov or something. Hold on. Bruno, okay. Bruno Silva, record. Goodness gracious. Dude, if Mal Pacino was on the show, he'd be having a heart attack right now. He's like, Tagir Ulan Bekov. Tagir Ulan Bekov. Let's see. Tagir Ulan Bekov. The kid nailed it. Um, yeah, so he's coming off of two losses and a no contest with Khalid Taha in his UFC debut. So he gets his first win in the UFC over JP Bayes. Uh, you know, tough night out for the Bays family. And then, you know, next on the card was uh, no, no. Okay, excuse me. I'm sorry. Next on the card was Montel Jackson versus Jesse Strader. Montel Jackson, a quick night at the office, uh, really living up to his nickname uh, with a with a good finish of Jesse Strader, but then just seemed so unenthused, like he didn't even care in his in his post fight uh, interview. And while that's all fine and good, like handle your business however you want, but I just like it was a good finish. Granted, like people don't really know who Jesse Strader is, but Montel Jackson's been on a streak. So I think that it as a fighter, I like, this is just my opinion. I'm not trying to give advice to fighters, but I think that if you are getting these finishes and you're like you're you know, you're living up to your nickname and making splashes, like I think that a lot of people still don't know who Montel Jackson is because he just I don't know. I think that if he have just shown like a glimpse of like you know uh humanity or personality in his um and he did kind of smile at the end so that i was like oh there he is but yeah he just seemed kind of like he knew he was supposed to be there he knew he was supposed to get the job done and i, I totally get that but i don't know if you want the fans to buy in you got to buy in a little for yourself so um that's my opinion but montel jackson great finish over jesse Strader. um Next, Trevin Giles and Roman Delizze, putting on a great fight. It was fun to me, man. Uh, Roman Delize, I scored it for him. He's one of he's one of my favorite fighters, so um, I guess I kind of, of course I did. But uh, yeah, Trevin Giles getting the decision over Roman Delize over three rounds. Um, them boys were throwing, they were tired, man. Um, next, Leonardo Santos versus Grant Dawson. This fight was strange. Um, you know, it was a strange booking. Forty-one-year-old Leonardo, dosan- Leonardo Santos never, um, never been beat in the UFC versus Grant Dawson, up and coming. You know, sixteen-one at the time. Uh, yeah, to my eyes, when I was watching the card, I thought Leonardo, Leonardo Santos was um, was winning the whole fight, and then, boom! Last minute, last possible second. the fight grant dawson hammer fist ko's him into a different dimension mouthpiece flies like thor's hammer comes back and you know oh it's right there it doesn't it doesn't come back that was stupid but uh (laughs) um yeah so it was brutal um i thought leonardo was definitely winning and then it comes out after that grant was up 2-0 on the judges scorecards so just kind of a crazy fight grant you know this super unassuming kid and then he comes out and you know kind of proves to me because going into the third round I was like man this kid kind of doesn't got no gusto going into this third round where he's clearly losing like he just was like okay you know like I'm going into this and then man he proved me wrong it's just like some people don't really show their emotions like they really don't and I I have no clue about that I show every thought I have on my face so um yeah, Grant Dawson really getting the job done with one of the knockouts of the year, in my opinion. Uh, really, it was crazy. So if you haven't seen it, I go suggest you watch that fight in its entirety, however you can, um, because it's well worth it. Next, we had Macy Xiaosong getting a decision win over Marion Renault. Uh, she she really turned it on and looked good in the second half of the fight. Uh, so really good showing for Macy Xiaosong. To open up the main card, we had Tai Tuivasa, Shui Vasa, um, Louie Vasa, uh, taking on Harry Hunsucker, and dispatching of him in less than a minute. A couple really hard thudding leg kicks and a couple punches got the job done. Tai Tuivasa looked great in the less than a minute we saw him. Uh, one of one of the heavyweights that makes me like heavyweight. There's not many, but he's one of them. Adrian Yanez. Uh, my boy, bro. My boy, Adrian Yanez, getting the job done over Gustavo Lopez. Gustavo is talking a little shit, just like everybody does leading into a fight. But I, since I've, you know, I kind of... You know, me and Adrian Yanez go way back. So, um, so no, we don't go way back, but a little back. And he probably do not even know. Like, he definitely doesn't even know my name or who, who I am, really. But, uh, yeah we yeah we were we were upset we were upset in the yanez camp online because we saw this dude talking like who is he beat who is he beat and it affected me more than adrian i was like screaming at my tv like who have you beat like who have you beat Who's? what are the names on your record like all respect to gustavo lopez at the end of the day um nice guy warrior you know like he's tough as nails um but adrian yanez went in there and finished him got the job done uh made my night it was incredible to see yanez perform at such a high level and get another sick knockout again um kids the truth and now everyone's hopping on the bandwagon and i couldn't be happier usually i'm really defensive of like what i'm a fan of and like who like don't know hey like i'm a hipster to this like i i would i you know i sip my coffee before it was cool but um sip um yeah, Adrian getting it done in spectacular fashion. Call him Mr. Knockout. Mr. Knockout, if you're hearing this and your boy, yeah, I mean, it's your boy, Slick Diaz. And all of us over at MMA Island uh, on the MMA Isles, we were talking and, uh, you know, we just think that there's always going to be a spot for you on the team. When you finally decide to to, you know, jump in, the water's fine in the MMA Isles, bro was meant for you. We, we, welcome, just come home, Adrian. Come home, join the team. Just, we, we all love you. We all have for a long time, bro. Come on, come on. Um, Adrian Giannis for president. Next, we had Montserrat Ruiz versus Cheyenne Bays. Second half of the Bays bros. Didn't work out too well for her either. Montserrat Ruiz headlocked her for 15 minutes and then some post-fight antics ensued where you know, it looked like Montserrat Ruiz maybe got in her face and yelled, Puta! or she got in her face and spit in her face. A lot of people were, there was some conjecture and some, oh, what happened there on Twitter um, and social medias. So just, that's of note, Cheyenne Baez came out after the, or Baez came out after the fight and, you know, kind of uh, backed that up and said she did spit on me. But, you know, I don't know what happened. Uh, Montserrat Ruiz gained a lot of fans, um, on, on the Twitter sphere, I noticed a lot of people tweeting live, like, when she walked out, they were like, oh, I'm in love with Montserrat Ruiz, so, or Montserrat Conejo, uh, so, yeah, and Cheyenne Bays. a lot of people think, I don't know, I, I it looked to me like a lot of people, or like she, she, did, I, it seemed like she just made some people angry for some reason, like, I don't know, it's weird because, she um, she said that she was training for Montserrat Canejo's last partner, like she was training with that girl, and so she was like simulating being Montserrat, and like she was like, yeah, I'm pretty comfortable with all these with all these weird, you know, grappling throws and stuff she's gonna do. I'm pretty sure that I got the bases covered, basically, is what she said in her pre-fight interview, uh, like her interviews in Media Week, and then Montserrat kind of took offense to her saying. You know, I can defend all her stupid headlocks and stuff. So, um, yeah, they, they went out and, you know, Cheyenne Bayes got absolutely bullied. Um, and a lot of, you know, she made a lot of people upset because she said, I'll follow you home, bitch. And people were like, oh, Bayes, like, blah, 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 a sore loser. It's like, whatever, man. I'm still a fan. Uh, yeah, so I'm still, uh, I, Montserrat, even though she just headlocked her for 15 minutes, kind of a fan now too. That was cool. <laughs> um next song kanan gets just demolished by Max Griffin in the first round. I I don't know, man. I I definitely picked this fight wrong. Max Griffin with a a career performance so far. So, well done to Pain. Uh what's on the menu, Pain? I don't think that's how the quote goes, but uh yeah, the A team or whatever. Um and in the main event i mean a lot of people were really upset at the end of this card because kevin holland just talked the whole fight got his ass whooped um by Derek brunson blonson versus trailblazer um brunson did what he needed to do uh it wasn't the most exciting kevin holland fight we've ever seen far from it but brunson you know just further established himself as you know one of the guys a middleweight that is among the elite or among like you gotta you know that like he's He's past the precipice. So I think that Kevin Holland will take this and learn from it, but Derek Brunson's going to get something big. And yeah, Kevin Holland talking the whole time made people upset. I, I liked it. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope he comes back. I hope he improves on his mistakes and I hope that he learns from this, but I hope he never changes. Like, I hope next time he gets his ass beat, he's talking too, because that's just who he is. But I don't think he's going to get his ass beat for a while. I think he's going to come back, uh, you know, learn from his mistakes and put on some good performances for us soon. Um, I'm a big Kevin Holland fan, so this weekend was rough for me, but we're here. We made it. So I guess since we have quickly covered UFC last week, we can dive into scrapbooking with Slick Diaz. Sometimes this is on MMA mathematics, but I think... For this podcast, it kind of fits better because it just allows me to brainstorm a little bit and then I can verify it with my co-hosts on that show later. But um, let's get into some scrapbooking. I haven't done this in a second and I didn't do any homework or notes, so it may take a little bit, but um, hopefully it won't take that long. Let's do let's do the heavyweights first. Tai and Harry sucker Let's go to rankingsmma.com rankings MA dot oh nope nope rankings wait uh i know my hair looks wild y'all i'm sorry i'm real sorry oh it's just i got it cut yesterday and it's still like super like oh what are we doing now so i gotta figure out what i'm doing with it but um RankingsMMA.com Yeah I don't know why It like took me To this weird Never mind. So Heavyweights Yes Tai Tiavasa Late notice Over Harry Hunsucker Um You know What can you do The guy said He's okay with his brand He's bashing people's heads In and drinking piss You know Beer But uh Tai Tiavasa Man One of my favorite Characters in the sport Um Come on let's let's load this page it's 2021 y'all come on um i have fiber bro come on so interesting a lot of heavyweights booked i saw some people talking about tai chi vasa greg hardy and i'm into it but i think tai chi vasa is ranked much higher so not really worth it um Tai where do we rank him? How is Fedor 27 in the world rankings? That is just ridiculous. Uh, Hmm. I'm looking for a fun fight for Tai And no, I'm not booking him versus Tom Aspinall. How about... This is tough. <laughs> Y'all are gonna hate me. I think Br- I think he's not even coming back to, t- to 265. But <laughs> I was about to say, give me Gus. Uh, there's a few. I guess Sergey Spivak would be fine. Um, Sergey Spivak would be fine. There's um, oh, Walt Harris is booked. That sucks. That would be a good one. Andre Arlovsky. I don't know. There, there's a few options. I mean, this this one actually is pretty tough. There's not a clear one. Uh, and as far as Harry Hunsucker goes, let's see if we can let's see if we can find a fight for old Harry. You know, why not? If this'll ever load? Uh, you gotta be kidding me, bro! Come on! I'm disgusted. UFC ranking. Come on. Ugh. Come on. Today, Junior. Excuse me. Wish we had some like elevator music. I can press <laughs> a button and go do 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 do. Fuck it, I'll go to topology. This is not worth it. Yeah. Jesus Christ, right? Um... Worldwide. Heavyweights. Yes. So, let's find... Oh! Tai Tivasa versus Chris Dalkaus would be fun, too. Let's see, I didn't warn you. Ivanov, I guess. But he's on a two-fight losing streak, I think. So... Um. Reams cut. Sorry, did Arlovsky get cut? I don't remember. But um Who Oh yeah, we're booking for Harry Hunsucker. Cause that guy has got he's got the bag now. He's got the contract. So let's find him another fight. Oh come on. Where is he? dude just the website i always use just isn't loading for some reason (sighs) yeah y'all y'all see this weird setup i got i have like a tiny desk it's like in these cabinets that i have but there's a space where my laptop fits and my legs can go under it so this is like my little desk so i can like when i'm really focused i put my head up on this good times good times let's Let's get to the heavyweight rankings, y'all. Okay. Oh, God, we're going to spend all day trying to get Harry to fight. Oh. Come on. Jesus Christ. Okay. No fight for Harry, apparently. Uh, What is next? Oh, yeah. Next, we got Adrian Yanez and Gustavo Lopez. Let's open up the Bantamweight rankings, then. Oh, my God. I'm going to scream really loud. I'm going to scream. Oh, well, for Yanez, um, he... Nate Maness uh, and him have called each other out. And Nate Manis currently has a fight booked, but... If Nate Manis wins, that'll be the scrapbook for Adrian Yanez. Bro, my internet's just like, ha, oh, what? Oh, it's my day off. I'm not supposed to work today. Okay. I don't know why the Proud Family song popped in my head. Okay, here we go. Bantamweight ranking. Come on. As far as Gustavo Lopez, I mean, kind of a, just a, you know, I think, I think he's definitely a really good guy in the division. He's hung in there with some of the best wrestlers, you know, he stood for almost three rounds with Giannis. like, he's really good, but, um, all right, this is just ridiculous. Tapology phantom weight rankings sorry it's just like a y'all gotta work with me um it's just how it is that's how this show goes um, elite women's changes okay phantom weight yes okay so yeah that's a fun fight for adrian yanez uh as far as Homeboy. Oh maybe they haven't updated this yet. Oh Henry does fifty-nine on their world rankings. That's fire. Um right above Ray Borg. Uh Gustavo Lopez, okay. Uh yeah. I guess what about Ronnie Lawrence? They're right next to each other. Uh, They might want to book Ronnie Lawrence up in the rankings, but you never know. He he could also fight. uh, A a fun fight, I think, would also be Haley Tang, um, the Mongolian knight. And then yeah, Jonathan Martinez would also be a fun fight. I don't know if they fought before, but let's see. I don't think so. Yeah, so I'd say Jonathan Martinez, Hayley Tang, or um, Ronnie Lawrence would be cool. Next fight, we got Song Kanan versus Max Griffin. So let's go over to Welterweight real quick. Welterweight, Welterweight. Number one, Kamara. we're in the right place, okay. so max griffin did he call somebody out i don't remember but he's gotta get a pretty decent fight coming up so max payne griffin Ooh. i guess i need to pull up the real rankings too just in case like i list somebody and y'all are like what he's listed way higher i'm like oops because i'm looking at you know non-official rankings because they have they're more inclusive um Nah, it's gonna take too much time So Max Griffin Uh, coming off two TKOs What about like Ramazan Ameev Coming off two decisions Uh, I'd say that's a fun fight Ramazan Ameev Or like Lyman Good Or Chaos Williams What about that? What about that, bro? Um that one's fun. And then for Song Kanan, uh, let's go to page two. That's never a good sign. No, um, oh, there he is, right there. Song Kanan. Um, oh, Diego Lima's already booked versus Matt Brown. That's fun. Uh, I think Song Kanan could fight, like. Loriano Uh. Or. Yeah, or like Takashi Sato. What's up with that? That seems pretty cool. Or Danny Roberts even coming off a win, but lower in the rankings. Uh, yeah, let's see. Next ding. we got. Oh yeah, Derek Brunson versus Kevin Holland. So Derek Brunson called for the Paulo Costa fight. That's really interesting, right? I'll take it. And Kevin Holland, he said he's going to go down to welterweight, right? So let's see. Let's see where we want him. Page one. I mean, cause come on. I think him versus like like Ponzanibio or you know someone in that range like Ponzinibbio, or Zaleski dos Santos, or you know, I thought Rude Boy was booked. Um, how about Tim Means? That would be a really fun fight too. So, yeah, I like all those fights. Those are just off. Those are just you know, what I see is you know what I say if it, if it, if I think it makes sense. Nicholas Dalby would also be a fun one but I don't know if he's still in the league or not. He should be coming off a win. Um, Yeah, so Kevin Holland wants to move down to welterweight, and I think it's a fine move. So, yeah, I guess that's scrapbooking for the week. We'll cover it more on MMA Mathematics later in the week with Gamebred Spy, but for now, that's, that's my take, and he'll probably not like it at all. But, yeah, so... We've covered so far the news of the week. We covered, um, we covered scraps that were booked this week, scraps that were bonked this week, and then we made some, uh, we booked some fights or booked some scraps ourselves. Uh, you know, for, for what happened last weekend, and I think that is a pretty fun way of doing things, kind of involving yourself in like, ooh, what do you think should be next? I think it's fun. So yeah, we've covered, and then we covered Holland versus Brunson. I guess I could give you a quick preview of next weekend's uh, next weekend's card, and then we will get into the community questions and call it a show. Um, this is this scrapbook. I, I still got to get used to it because I, I, I almost called it the solo sessions. But uh, yeah, UFC next weekend, UFC two hundred and sixty. I wanted. Oh, I wanted to do a segment. Maybe I'll I'll figure it out and do it next week. We're like. We kind of focus and spend some time, like some real time talking about the prelims and the undercard because I find myself getting we might do that on MMA mathematics instead, but I, I really like focusing on, uh, you know, the young like the, the you know, the lesser heralded, um, you know, the people who are fighting on these undercards like on this early prelims, you got Miranda Maverick, Shane Young, Omar Morales. Uh, Abu Azaitar making his uh return, and then we've got Modestus Bukowskis versus Michael Olakian Jacek. Was that even close? I hope. Um, but yeah, so Modestus, great fighter, uh, and Jillian Robertson as well. So, yeah, we got Modestus versus Michael, we got Jillian versus Miranda, Shane Young versus Omar Morales, and Marc Andre Barriol versus Abu Azaitar on the early prelims. And then we got Jared Gooden versus Abubakar or Abubakar Nurmagamedov, Habib's um, you know cousin or brother or I forget. Uh, is it his brother? No. Wait. Maybe. Notable relatives. Okay, let's see. For once and for all, is it like his cousin or is his brother? Oh, yes, they're brothers. And uh, they're also related to Shamil Zavurov. So, uh, yeah. Abubakar Nurmagomedov making his return after getting submitted in round one by David Zawada. Um, Disappointing performance, but hopefully he can, uh, you know, make this comeback against... Um who is it? Who is it? Come on. Yeah, am I sure? Oh, Jared Gooden. Uh yeah, Jared Gooden, 17 and 5, taking on 15, 3-1, a booba card. Should be good. Then we got Jessica Penne coming back against Hannah Goldie. Uh, should be fun. William Knight versus Alonzo Menafield. Something crazy really could happen in that fight. Like something. Something nuts. And then on the main card, we've got. Ooh. Jamie Malarkey versus Kama Worthy. Something wild also will happen there. Sean O'Malley, Thomas Almeida. I'm scared for my life. Um, Tyron Woodley versus Vicente Luque. Hopefully, a body gets caught either way. Um, I am a huge Vicente Luque fan, but seeing Tyron make like a like a I'm not done yet statement would be really cool. Um, and then we got Stipe Miocic versus Francis Ngannou two the biggest baddest rematch in all the land heavyweight champ of the world versus uh heavyweight conqueror of you know worlds francis Ngannou. so let's see if he can get it done versus the firefighter from ohio most people are assuming that stipe uh 5045. again but i don't know there's a lot of interesting things to unpack about it uh but for this episode for this show, I don't really want to dive in too much. I want to do more preview stuff and, uh, you know, just general stuff. And then we'll get into the specifics when I have my much smarter co-hosts. But, yeah, that's that's what UFC 260 next week is looking like. Uh, and the week after that is Till vs. Vittori. So we got a lot of fights coming up. Got a lot of good fights coming up. But... Yeah, I guess we'll get into the community questions, then call it a show. We should be able to do it in, you know, keep the show under an hour. We'll see. Uh, but we'll do Twitter first, and then we'll work our way into the Instagram community questions. And yeah, that'll be that. So first question is from Jack Zampillo, MMA. He says, how do you think Dillashaw will handle Corey's length and versatility? That fight is super interesting. Um, but I just... I don't know. I mean, Dillashaw makes his name off of being versatile and creative, and like, but Corey's one of these next gen guys, you know. And I think that his versatility might, you know, cause a lot of problems for Dillashaw. The length, I don't know. I think since they've trained together before, I think uh, TJ Dillashaw is going to be able to come up with something to, you know, as far as fighting a taller guy. But um, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning Corey. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm a big Sanhagen fan, and. I mean, I could go on all day about Dillashaw, but I won't, I won't, um, I will say I'm excited to see him back, even though I'm not a huge fan, um, yeah, I never got that, like, rude, like, tuning, like, tuning in to see people lose, not, (coughs) I'm not tuning in to see him lose, I'm just tuning in to, you know, because even though I don't, I don't necessarily like him, I recognize he's really one of the great fighters. So um, excited to see him back. Uncle Frank MMA asks, Who you got in Oliveira versus Chandler and why? And Meek Mike MMA says, Is Oliveira being slept on versus Chandler? I'll kind of answer both of those together. So I don't know if Oliveira is being slept on versus Chandler. I think that me personally, I view it as both of these guys can can truly beat the other guy. It just, it's a matter of what happens. Um, so I don't think just because you pick somebody doesn't mean you're sleeping on the other guy. Uh, so I guess it's kind of up to you and your perception on whether you think Olivera is being slept on versus Chandler. I don't know who's the favorite. I don't know what the odds are, but I will be probably picking Chandler. Uh, but that doesn't mean I'm sleeping on Oliveira. It's just how I kind of see it going. I kind of have a hard time uh, picking picking olives, even though uh, you know I got a basket and the trees are right there, and I'm just joking. Um Is it bushes? Is it no? There's olive trees, right? You get a branch, an olive branch, a um, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I I don't know if he's being slept on, but I I'll I'll be taking Chandler, I think kind of crazy to think that he's going to be a a champion one fight into his UFC career but or two fights I guess but yeah it's happening so yeah I'll take Chandler just because I think that he I think the intensity he can he can bring and impose on Charles Oliveira if Oliveira doesn't you know slip something in I just I think I think it could be a really long night for for Chucky Chucky Olive's uh for charlie olives chalk do you believe charlie olives can't make the weight i i do an awful damn hooker but um next mma mindset says who do you think would have won between brock and dc really obvious answer by the way haha <laughs> i take dc and it is obvious uh team question mark who is the next prospect brunson will beat so Put some thought into this and I don't think Brunson's getting a prospect next but I think if Brunson maybe even if he picks up a, a fight in his next fight uh you know gets another win and then maybe he you know drops one or two after that and then Brendan Allen picks up a couple wins I think I could see that being the next fight where uh, Derek Brunson is fighting a prospect I don't know why but this is a very specific question and I like it so I kind of had to like Craft something. So, Brendan Allen. uh, Pickpocket asks, which fighter's wife would be most likely to beat up all other fighters' wives? I don't think you thought this question was going to be have such an obvious answer, but it does have an obvious answer, and it's Nina Ansarov. Nina Ansarov, bro. Uh. let's get to the instagram questions ben plum asked a few good questions so i'll answer them in a row and then we've got three more after that or four more after that and then we'll call it a day so ben plum says how do you fix the judging problem should they stop using the 10-9 system or should the control and damage be redefined so that these crazy scores stop um i don't know about the 10-9 must system i think you need much smarter people than me to figure that out but i do think it's kind of dumb and archaic that we're using a 10-9 must system that is used for boxing which is very look what look, i boxing boxers aren't one-dimensional they're they're very they've got very wide skill sets within their sport and craft but compared to a, a sport like mixed martial arts boxing is very one-dimensional so to uh To use the scorecard template of the sport that is only a fraction of what makes up your whole sport has never made sense to me. I know a lot of people just like, are familiar with the 10-9, so it was just the easiest way to do it, but I don't know. Uh, I think we definitely need to redefine the rules a little bit, yeah, to make things much clearer, if we're not gonna get a whole new scorecard system, which I don't think we will, so next question is can the weight cut problem be fixed because right now fighters start to fight at their normal weight they'll still be fighting against opponents who cut weight does the ufc have the ability to control such a large roster and hydration test them enough as would be needed uh very good question i just i don't have i don't have the you know actual knowledge like of the scientific factors to really answer this too well but I do think hydration tests and drug testing, uh, you know, more strict drug testing should be like the weight cutting shit is bad, man. I think that we need to make efforts to have these fighters fighting as healthy as possible. So, or being as healthy as possible. So I wouldn't mind if we started doing hydration tests. Um, and I know like, I know we kind of had to do the COVID stuff, but that, those COVID tests were super expensive and we were giving them to everybody involved, you know, everybody who was at these events for months and months while it was like one of the rarest things in the world you know, the COVID, you know, COVID test or whatever. I don't know if y'all remember when it was rare and nobody could get it, but I do. So yeah, I think that the weight cutting issue is a serious problem with lots of factors and branches, but uh yeah I I think we could afford it if we really wanted it in the UFC at least so uh as far as the women's divisions are concerned I kind of I would like it if the weight classes kind of shifted and opened up on both ends of the women's weight classes because I know we can't find a lot of 145ers but in the division like in you know the the space that exists right above 145 there's a lot of competitors who just can't make it down to that so i don't know I'd, i'd like to see a shift in the women's weight classes to where it opens up to like the lighter and the heavier so we have more of a broad talent um talent pool uh in the ufc and you know and I just think there's a lot of really talented 105ers uh, all around the world and I th- I just think there's a lot that could be done promotionally with shifting the weight classes to that would benefit the women's weight classes and have them like stand out on their own instead of being like women's weight versus like weight or men's weight, I guess like I just I don't know uh, but that's something that I think about a lot. Let's see. Sorry. Last question from... I just kind of spaced this out really poorly, so it took me a second. stressed me out trying to find it. Um, Right now, low calf kicks are a popular trend that you see a lot in fights. What do you think the next trend, popular move that is heavily implemented by top talents, do you see coming into the sport? Um, Yeah, the calf kicks have become really popular. uh, But... I just, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of things, like this sport's so young that when something catches on, it catches like wildfire. If I had to guess, I'd probably say Montserrat's headlock. You know? That'd be pretty cool. Everyone just started headlocking everybody. Uh, yeah, really good questions. Thank you for those, Ben Plum. Uh, no name mma show asks out of all the recent matchups announced which one that is in the championship bout are you looking forward to the most so i guess i will just go through these next few cards and pick out which fight i'm most excited for um, o'malley almeida is really exciting uh yusuf versus Allen is crazy Oh, Mike, it's definitely Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez, 100%. It's Mike Perry versus Daniel Rodriguez. Yeah, that's, that is my answer. Let me go one more card just to, oh, it's Whitaker Gastelum and then, ooh, that Anthony Smith versus Jimmy Krupp fight is also something I'm stupid excited for, so, um, Yeah wish my hair would just stay put uh and sanhagen versus dillashaw man they got a lot of oh it goes all the way to font garbrandt but most of these cards aren't filled out so yeah i'd say that probably perry versus rodriguez i'm just super stoked for that i like both those guys uh the, both both those dudes are just super exciting in the octagon um jack sturdivant 2059 says, I have question, brother. Why you dat kebab? Uh, I never ducked kebab in my life. I'm the only man that has ever taken an O away from him. And I did it twice because he said I didn't do it the first time. So I did it again. 29 and 2. Uh, I only come here for smash these guys. Kebab is scared of me, not the other way around. Let that be perfectly clear. I know you're. I know you're watching this kebab. You know the deal. Uh, Kane seven ten says, "What do we do with Francis if he gets dominated by Stipe again? If Volkanovski beats Ortega decisively, does the UFC do Max versus Alex three? What do we do with Francis if he gets dominated by Stipe again? I guess the like, heavyweight's weird like that, man. Especially because Stipe is so dominant. I don't really know, um, but." I mean, maybe he fights Cyril Gone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if Volkanovski beats Ortega decisively, does the UFC do Max versus Alex three? I think they have to, even though it's weird. Kill Casuals says, what are your predictions for the upcoming five championship fights or four since Ortega-Alex fight is postponed in the next two months? Depending on your picks, how do you see each of the five divisions playing out? Let's see if we can speedrun this. So we got Steepe versus Francis. I've been leaning Francis, but now I'm leaning Stepe. Uh, we'll see. Then so I think that kind of I don't know what happens to the heavyweight division after that. I really don't. I don't I don't know what happens at all. Um, what other title bouts? Oh, okay. These three. Oh, this is a triple header. Okay. So we've got Kamara Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. I'll be taking game bread all day because that's just that's how I was raised, you know. Um, Zhang Wei Li versus Rose Nama Yunus. I don't know, man. It's a tough one to call. Tough one to call. I might take Wei or Zhang Wei Li. I really might. I don't know though. Um, Valentina Shevchenko versus Jessica Andrade. I think it's going to be another day at the office for Chevy Chanks. Uh, I'm not really concerned, even though Jessica Andrade is a super dangerous fighter. I just, I think, uh, I think Shevchenko is just one of the best in the world. And Charles Oliveira versus Michael Chandler. Like I said, I'll be taking Mike Chandler. And I think the next thing will be Mike Chandler versus the winner of Poirier versus McGregor 3. So yeah i guess that is it as far as the community questions go we're running at fifty nine fourteen, so we did pretty good timing wise it was take two of the solo sessions this week or the scrapbook this week but yeah i appreciate you joining me This podcast is brought to you by MMA Island, uh, Fight Picks, and all of the contributors and the community of listeners and commenters and likers and, you know, sharers, everybody that makes this podcast possible. I appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Slick Diaz Army, MMA Attic, MMA Island, uh, you know the deal. Peace. Thank you, guys.